Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven and with me as always is my good friend Brandon Flippin with a new Instagram handle. He's just a new man altogether. This man's got some big plans and I'm, I'm starting this episode off with some rhymes. Why you ask? Because this episode is all about sweeping things under the rug. <laughs> what? <laughs> And well, I'm all about making spurious correlations. Dude, you're making <laughs> circular fallacies. <laughs> My favorite go. part of our podcast is when we do inside jokes that our audience will not get at all, but we just think that they're, they're hilarious. <laughs> I personally think that you all should look up what a spurious correlation is, and then if you do, get back to me and uh, let me know what you find. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. <laughs> You want to you wanna talk to people a little bit about what we mean by sweeping things under the rug? Yeah, this, this is a podcast episode that we've actually been talking about doing for a while. Uh, Steven and I are people that typically like to face things head on, uh, maybe to a fault sometimes, uh, where we have a hard time letting things go, and we've even talked about that a little bit. But sweeping things under the rug essentially means, um, for those of you who want some context, I guess... Uh, where you might have issues or frustrations or things that probably would be um, could be addressed with somebody to try to, to get past or to, to talk through, um, but instead of dealing with it or even bringing it up, you'll sweep it under the rug. You'll, you'll hide it. You'll just try to get over it, whatever the case may be, but you just will not face this certain thing that's uh, on your mind. So Yeah. Yeah, Brandon and I are more likely to be the ones to address the elephant in the room. Yes. Yeah, we are. And again, that might be at a fault sometimes. You know, there, there might you know, be. No, it, it certainly is. <laughs> yeah. There, there might be things, you know, where it's just like, hey, let's just let's let this thing slide, or, you know, whatever the case may be. But um, either way, this that's what we're here to talk about today. So cool. With the first question, how do you feel about people sweeping things under the rug yourself personally? Yeah. So um, and. I guess when it comes to how I handle things, again, to reiterate, I try to, to handle things um, by confronting them or bringing them up. Now, there might not, I might not always do that. I will say that I have had a tendency to sometimes, if it's somebody I really care about, or maybe if I try to convince myself that, hey, this, this isn't a big deal, what I'll do is I'll push it down and then I have had a tendency to get to a place where all of a sudden I explode like I, I hold it in so long and then these things just keep piling up and then eventually I'm just like what the fuck is wrong here guys let's let's wake the fuck up <laughs> so I, I have had uh, that issue but that might even be a cue to why this sweeping things under the rug could be a bad thing but I'll, I'll pass it back to you what, how do you handle it yourself well, in general, I feel like p- pushing things under the rug, the reason why I think I hate it so much is just because it usually ends up getting addressed anyways. So I don't see what the, what the value is on holding off as long as possible to have all the tensions rise when you could just immediately address what the issue is at hand. So I understand like it can be kind of tough sometimes, but I'd also like to get things over with yeah. and... We've all been there in a situation where we have to uh, break some news that we're not super excited to have to let the person know, and it sucks that we hold it in for a while, 
waiting for like the opportune moment and then you realize that the opportune moment kind of never comes and you just are going to have to do it at some point so for your own sake and your of your own anxiety i just feel like sweeping things under the rug all you're doing is pretty much adding to the amount of time it's going to take for something to be accomplished because most of the time it's going to be addressed like how often how often does something happen like this where it just never ends up getting addressed ever? And if it doesn't end up getting addressed ever, then it just it makes for an uncomfortable situation. Like you just have this weird compromised relationship with this person where you can never really break through and have a genuine conversation. And sometimes it even it starts as one thing, but then the relationship gets so shattered by this inability to get over this one thing that now you can't have any type of relationship with this person. Yeah, it can definitely morph or, uh, yeah, just just change the whole dynamic between a person. One, one of our audience comments was uh, kind of alluding to what you said. It says the truth will always come out in the end. And I think that is mm-hmm. a good kind of rule of thumb to have where it's like, um, you know, if you, you bring it up and you try to work through it, it'll become a part of your past and, and, and uh, you can kind of move forward. But if you hold it in, there's a big chance that it's going to become a part of your future and maybe in an even more intense way than you ever thought it could. And I'll, I'll ask you because I really, in the script, I phrased this question really poorly. But what I really meant by this is like, do you ever in in your own life have you can you think of a scenario where you've swept things under the rug or maybe a scenario where you had to kind of look at yourself in the mirror and say I need to stop doing this yeah well I think part of this is and we, we kind of talked about the idea of when you build rapport with someone it it sort of gives you more of an ability to address things head-on like it's a little more difficult if your rapport with the person is minimal but um, if you've got the good rapport with someone, it's definitely a little bit easier to get done. Uh, what was the other? Can you rephrase the second part of the question again? I'm wondering you about you specifically. If you've ever swept things under the rug, or if you could take a look at, you've had times where you've had to hold yourself accountable. Like I need to stop doing this. Yeah, specific moments of my life. Yeah, no, all, all the time with it. It it kind of sucks too because, I know I had an incident in my life where there was something that was really bothering me, and I just kept pushing it, just kept pushing it off over and over again but it 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 never leaves you alone like it's gonna just continue to stay there and that's the reason i mean part of the reason why i think i am so all about not sweeping things under the rug and just addressing the point is like once it's addressed then you can seek solutions to it like right. once you've actually identified like okay here's the problem now i can move i can move forward and actually get to something new the problem is when you don't do that you pretty much stall your personal growth so you're stuck being this one person. And for me, it definitely held me back in the past because I I was a lot more terrified of how people would react to things. So I feel like I would sweep things under the rug. But in my realization, uh, as I experienced more, I realized that the people who actually got me and I wanted in my life, they were going to come around to the things that I did. Um, and once I addressed them, and it wasn't swept under the rug any longer, we could all move forward and we could all be better because of it. So it's tough. Like I, it, it makes perfect sense as to why people in general have such a tough time owning up to things because it does suck. Any negative comments that you hear, 
are not they're not pleasant, but sometimes you got to take steps backwards to move steps forwards. Well, and I think there's also another point within that where a lot of times we have the tendency to invalidate our own feelings, our own thing. You know, especially the idea of being a man. You know, if you, if we go back to the stereotypical uh you know, idea of what masculinity is, a lot of it is uh you know, get over it. Don't 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 be a whiner, tough it out, like rub some fucking dirt on it and just move on. So sweeping things under the rug, it just becomes a natural part of that process. It's not even that you're maybe less uh, capable of confronting things, but you're a man. You got to get over it. And, you know, I don't think that just uh, speaks to men. Obviously, women have, in order to be strong and independent, you might have this uh, pressure to, to... oh, well, I'm not going to let these things bother me. But to a certain extent, you're invalidating uh, how you actually feel about stuff or you're not facing it. And like we said, that stuff can linger and it can bleed into other things that you might uh, not even realize. Um, And I think that's why, I guess, in my opinion, it's better to try to get these things out there and find that resolution, uh, which might not be easy. It's probably going to be a lot harder. Um, in the moment, but for a sustainable future, I think it's the best way to set yourself up for success. Well, I think a good example is anyone who's ever been in a relationship that is destructive or just not a good relationship, and you know that there's that the there's like an, an expiration date to that relationship, like you just sense it, but you stick with it a whole extra year or two years, and you just keep it going because you don't want to know what it's like to have to confront the person and go through the whole thing. Well, you just stalled your growth. You just stalled, like you just made things worse for both of you because you swept it under the rug for such a long time. You're like, you know, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. I think a big part of life is making those quick pivots. When something doesn't seem right, like just deal with the punches. It's like pretty much just stand there, take the punches, and then I'm, I'm telling you, it's gonna be better in the long run when you do it. Like it sucks, but I mean, I had to do this with, when I was doing news reporting stuff, I was like, all right, this is really making me unhappy. And I kept like, just trying to like get over it, get over it, like it's gonna be fine. But eventually I just had to address the situation and make the pivot. And I feel like that got me to Chicago way quicker. And imagine if I would have stuck it out for three or four years or something, just thinking, you know, it's gonna get better. Like, I don't know, I, I feel like there's, examples in all of our lives where we did the right thing we just addressed it and then we were just good yeah i mean well there's a certain extent where we don't exactly know what our life would have been had we made a different decision or gone to another. it's true (laughs) Um, but i do i do see your point where it's just uh the the ability to adapt and i think that gets harder when not all the information is out on the table when you're when you're hiding it or when you're not facing it um, it's really right. easy to just kind of sit in the state of paralysis. And uh, that's tough for not only uh, adapting, but just personal growth in general. You kind of get stuck in this place of, well, I'm, I'm never going to really get over this thing because I'm not facing it. <laughs> and I think yeah. that by not facing it, I'm getting over it. But really, it's just sitting somewhere below everything else. And maybe that will turn into irritability later on or 
anger issues or you know whatever form it comes out in but it's going to kind of most likely i will say i'm not going to give a hundred percent definitive answer but most likely it's going to come out in some way shape or form so agreed okay that being the case i feel like these this next question and like is one of the most important things that we do on the everything must go podcast is like sure we have our perspective but i think like a big part of life is showing empathy and being able to understand why somebody is the way that they are because i feel like instead of just getting frustrated that someone does something different than you it's good to try to understand what they're going through and how they're getting to their conclusions so like how do you feel about others sweeping things under the rug because i know that part of the reason we were prompted to do this topic is because we've experienced this a lot in our lives and there's been times where we haven't understood and we've gotten super frustrated but I think that we both are able to understand like the perspective on it. So from, from you, what do you think? It's tough, especially for me who uh, comes from a place of wanting to deal with things and wanting to talk it out or find a resolution. It's really hard for me to see, especially somebody that I care about sweep things under the rug, if I am able to see that they're doing this. Because I, to a... Uh, to a certain degree, this is a flaw of mine, but I want to like fix things. I want to like work on things and, and, and grow. Uh, and it, it probably gets to a point of overthinking and overanalyzing and overfixing. But when there actually is a legitimate problem going on and someone just refuses to deal with it and decides to run away from the issue or just bury it down and hide it, especially if it ends up bleeding into your relationship with that person, it's, it's so draining. It is so exhausting. Because you're just like, I can see this thing. Can we just talk through it? Oh, no, it's fine. Nothing's going on. It's just like, no, come on. Like, this thing is going to hurt us going forward. Can we please deal with this? Can we please just like, but you can't, you, that's the the thing that I've had to learn as I've gotten older and more mature is that no matter how much I want this for this other person or I want to help us grow together, I can't pull that out of them. They have to be the one to make the decision. And it can be so freaking aggravating because you just, you feel like you've got a little bit of, not the answer, but just you understand the path that you're going to need to take in order to get there together. And if you don't take that path, you're bound for some sort of um, destruction along the way. So that that's the first thing that comes to mind. But, I mean, what about you? Well, I... I mean, yeah, it's pretty obvious it's frustrating. So the first thing that comes to mind to me is just, like, I, I can't stand it. Like, it makes it really, really difficult. It's also it's especially difficult with people who I otherwise respect. Like, I like you know, people that are good friends of mine, family members, people I've dated. Like, it is really frustrating when someone uses this tactic because it's like, all right, how are we supposed to have this good relationship with one another if I have to be so frustrated every time that like there's something that's being swept under the rug. Like, I could, I could either get the feeling behind it or there's just something obvious that I can tell that they're upset by. So it is very upsetting for me at times. Um, but I think for me, one of the things that's helpful is to like let other people know that I don't like sweeping things under the rug because I do think that sometimes people once they hear that you don't want to sweep it under the rug, it actually sort of 
like you'll realize that they actually don't want to sweep it under the rug. Like it was easier to do so, but they were just so afraid. But once you sort of uh, you sort of like break down their wall and you say like, no, I actually want to address this right now. It makes people a little bit more understanding and a little bit easier to actually do it. So that's just something that I've tended to notice after a while because everyone handles the stuff a little bit differently. Um, but it is, I would say that <laughs> this is where people probably get some of the most mad or upset with me, like out of anything that I do, just because I will not let this slide. Like, I won't let it slide. Because all the things that I've done in my life, I swept things under the rug, like, it almost has always bit me in the ass. <laughs> like, it's just, and it never ends up being the good move. And one of the things I wanted to say before we did this episode was just to preface it with the fact, like, there's going to be times where, like, it's, you, it's okay to sweep things under the rug because, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's inconsequential. Like, a random person on the subway who bumps into you. It's like... You can sweep that under the rug. If you even want to consider that the same thing, like you don't have to be like challenging them <laughs> and being confrontational. But when there's genuinely something, like I think if sweeping things under the rug, it's like important matters. So yeah, for me, I don't like I I don't like when people do this. But I think telling people that I'm open to it at least helps it a little bit. What I will say is this is a behavior that I think. I am very forgiving of, even though I don't like it. And the reason I say that is because I do understand that there are times where sweet you sweep things under the rug because you don't think that they're a big deal. And that can be tricky because sometimes, like, there is this idea of, oh, I just need to let this thing go. This, it, this I should be able to get over this and move past it. And so you think, all right, I'll just let this slide. I'll just let it go. I'm not going to address it. And it's not this... It's not in this nature of, oh, I don't like confronting things. It's just this this idea of, I can sweep this under the rug because it's not going to be that big of a deal. But then you find out later on, maybe this thing piles up or uh, you just realize because it, you're not able to let it go that it becomes a big deal. That's where I definitely can see another per, another person's perspective. And I hope that the, uh, whoever might this happen with, I, I'd be forgiving of them, not uh, having not brought it up in the past because I understand that sometimes these things, they're, they're not black and white, they're nuanced and, and it can be difficult to figure out, oh, this is something that means enough to me to like bring it and confront it and put it on the table and say, hey, let's let's fix this. Sometimes it's just like, oh, that happened. Oh, this person didn't shut the cabinets. Uh, you know, whatever, I'll just shut the cabinets. It's not a big deal. But then all of a sudden later on, you're just like, wait a second. This is really bothersome that this person never shuts cabinets. And I got to shut the cabinets for them. It's <laughs> pissing me off. You know, I'm obviously using a silly example. But just Oh, this idea, is silly? That was yeah. it? <laughs> uh, the idea of it is that not everyone's going to be perfect with this. And I do understand that. And I hope, at least, to be forgiving of it. Now, again, I'm not perfect either. So... I could definitely see myself being like, you should just swept this under the rug and, and you know, kind of going <laughs> off the deep end. But I hope to hold myself accountable enough to say, okay, sometimes you just, you don't really know that it's something you want to confront until later on. What do you think is the main reason that people tend to sweep things under the rug? Wait, what do you, do you think that it's rooted in the, a similar insecurity? Uh, it could be insecurity. I also just think that it, it feels better in the moment. Um, a lot of times the instant gratification of things is more powerful than the idea that 
for a uh, substance or for a sustainable future, it would be better. Like that's why not everybody works out because in the moment, sometimes working out sucks, but if you yeah. do it, if you, you know, if you go do that thing over the course of a longer time, you're going to be healthier. You're going to feel better, whatever. So it, it's just like, what's right in front of you. I think a lot of times people get caught up in right in front of me. It's going to be easier not to deal with this thing. Um, and I'm not going to have the foresight to understand that this is going to become bigger than what it is right now. No, I, I think that's a really good idea because I, I think that people in general, we don't really tend to think too much long term. I think a lot of humans in general tend to just do whatever is the easy thing in the moment, which is why we make some of the decisions that we do and don't think about that long term stuff. Yeah. Do you see this comment in the uh, in the chat here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So well, uh, <laughs> I think we should bring this up because this is a common okay. Uh, okay. thread here. So you bring it up. an audience member uh, said, can you talk about how you both like to sweep under the rug the fact that ghosts exist? Uh, see, this isn't a sweeping things under the rug. I think we've made our opinion very clear. Uh, we've, yeah, we've faced we it have. <laughs> Listen to last year's episode. Listen to last year's Halloween episode, which – now that we're getting close to Halloween, I think this is a good time to mention. If you guys have any ideas of something you do want to hear us talk about during Halloween, we, uh, we're happy to do so. We did Ghosts last year. Maybe we talk about zombies this year. I don't know what we're talking about. Dude, <laughs> let's talk about freaking zombies for sure. Yeah, probably not that. <laughs> no. I, I, no. Do you believe I don't in know zombies? Yeah, dude, 100%. Wait, what if that was – that would be such a hot take. I believe in <laughs> zombies but not ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Super hot take. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, are there any scenarios where you'd be okay with someone sweeping things under the rug? Um, well, so we actually had a, an audience comment on this, uh, this idea of for their best friend, they'll let things slide. So I know that you talked about how um, – you know, when you get closer to someone, you should feel more comfortable with bringing things to the table. But this is an interesting, uh, not necessarily contradiction, but just uh, counter argument is also for people that you're really close with, <laughs> there's probably a tendency to be like, well, they've got more leeway. So I'm not going to make a, I'm not going to make a fuss about something because I trust them and, and we'll get past this. This isn't a big deal, which I've had happen in relationships, you know, where I, I trust a person enough to say, I don't think this thing that they did is going to happen again. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. It did bother me, but maybe we can get past it. Now that hasn't always worked out. So I don't know the perfect answer to that. Um, but I do think that there are some scenarios where it's just, um, you know, sometimes you can let things slide when you've built up enough of a rapport. I do think you've also built that relationship where you can have those conversations, but I do think sometimes people earn some leeway. I think it's okay to brush things under the rug if it's not a big deal, but kind of with this idea that these are only situations where it is a big deal, I I think it's really only okay to brush things under the rug if it's for, like, the protection of someone, like, the like legitimate protection of someone that you care about. Like, there could be scenarios where it is better to brush things under the rug. Um, you mean if or like, like you get interrogated by the cops for them like hiding drugs or something? I mean, You're gonna I guess... That's to protect them. <laughs> well, I, I guess... <laughs> well, I'm just thinking in general, like, yeah, there's times... 
I'm trying to think of like a specific example of when I would actually be okay with this. It's kind of tough to think of Dude, one. Dude, I can't wait for one of the famous Steven uh, examples. Dude. Come on, man. <laughs> think of one. Come on. I'm trying to think of a specific example where it might be okay to just brush it under the rug. I mean, there are certain instances where you do want to just... Okay, let's say, like, you have a family member who, like, stole money from you. Right? Okay. <laughs> you might want to brush it under the rug. Like, if, if, they, if, they, if they do something to, to earn it back, like, they do something, like, they apologize or something... I'm not sure that's really brushing under the rug, though. <laughs> Dude, I don't think there's many situations. I think I'm pretty much coming to the conclusion that just don't just don't brush things under the rug in this in this scenario. Wait, what scenario? You're not painting any scenarios. <laughs> any scenario. I don't know. I just, I just feel like most of the there time... There are absolutely no off. scenarios where you think that it's okay to sweep things under the rug. I mean, there probably are some, but I can't think of <laughs> I just, dude, do you have one that you're like, 100%, this is the scenario I would do it? Uh, where I'd be okay with them sleep, yeah. sweeping it under the rug, or I'd sweep it under the rug? Either, honestly. Um, when should anyone sweep it under the rug? I don't think it, It's hard for me to address it, because I just genuinely think that getting it over with is better. I don't know, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of a situation where maybe like a person, um, maybe you've gone out late with somebody multiple times and, uh, you know, they're typically really good about saying, all right, let's call it a night. Let's, let's go home. Or, you know, I'm, I'm just painting a certain scenario that I would probably be like, I'm not yeah. all about staying out till three in the morning. Cause I, I'll get too tired. So let's just say in my scenario, um, you know, I like to, let's, let's go out to maybe midnight at the latest, let's go home, get a good night rest so we can go do whatever we're going to do. So maybe if we've done that a bunch of times and then th- there's one night where I'm like, obviously kind of wanting to wrap it up, but this person, you know, the, per- my partner or whatever is, is staying there and they're kind of like putting us in a, an awkward situation where I can't really pull them out of it or something so we end up staying there later than i want to because it's only happened once in this huge handful of times i'd be like all right i'm not going to make a big fuss out of this this is this only happened one time now if that ends up being a consistent thing that keeps happening over and over again then maybe i'll bring it to the table but if i look in a sample size of multiple times where we've done a certain thing and it's been okay, and then just one time they have a slip up or they get carried away with the moment. I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I'm, I'm okay with sweeping it under the rug. Hmm. Maybe. I'm guessing you didn't actually hear what I said because it looked like you're starting to zone out. Dude, that complete opposite. I agreed with everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you talk too long when talking to Steven. You could just start seeing his eyes. Wait a second. What world am I in? Am I paying attention anymore? Dude, I entered an alternate dimension. That's what I do, dude. I go into another dimension for a little bit. <laughs> I live in both worlds. It just depends on the situation. <laughs> depends on the scenario. Yeah. All right. Should we go into our fun segment? Dude, Maybe to bring it looks you back, real fun. Bring, bring you back to Earth. Dude, bring me back to Earth. Bring me the horizon. 
<laughs> Am I All doing right. the same? Yeah, <laughs> dude. I think I kind of I kind of want you to do the same. I, All I right. About it. New segment, boys and girls. <laughs> this is called lifting our rugs. So here are things that we might not uh, fully come out and say right away. Uh, maybe something that we do kind of hide. But now we're gonna lift the rugs and let this stuff air out. So number one, tell us an insecurity about yourself. How deep we're trying to get here. <laughs> yeah. See, here's the deal. You can do whatever you want. That's that's the nice thing about being a free American, red blooded American. <laughs> is, is that what we are? I don't know. Isn't Dude, that a scene? I'm glad that I became free in this country by my family moving here just so that we could do this segment just so I can answer this Just question. answer the damn question. <laughs> Dude, I'm buying myself some time. Oh. I'm buying myself some time because there's a lot of insecurity. The first insecurity that actually So you Hold mind. on a second. You <laughs> wanted me to do this segment, which would mean you would have to answer the questions first. <laughs> well, see, the thing is, I... Uh, there's there's too many to begin and to tell you and here's the other thing too is i highly right. doubt you're able to buy yourself time because you having to talk to me to tell me you're buying yourself time makes it probably really hard for you to also think of an idea for this okay so i'll tell you an insecurity of mine is reading out loud <laughs> <laughs> it's a really big insecurity because i'm so bad at it and uh it started actually back in uh, first grade, when I got put in the slow reading group, because <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to do it. I couldn't get it done, so I got put in this slow reading group. And then um, in class, it continued because I read slow and not good. And then when I was a radio DJ, I was terrible at reading, <laughs> like so bad at reading this stuff. And then when I was a podcaster, like now, it's continued. So that's definitely my insecurity. What about you? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> I don't know if I even want to admit this, but you know what? I'm, lift, I'm lifting the rug. All right. Let's hear it. So <laughs> ever since I was little, I had a bad habit of picking my nose. <laughs> and I'm pretty good at about not doing it in public. You know, I'll hide it. <laughs> But I'm, I'm a little insecure because it, it's a habit and I'm nervous sometimes about doing it in front of other people. I, don't, I wish I didn't do it. I'm insecure about it. But you know what? I'm here to, I'm here to air it out. So that's, that's mine, that I pick my nose. Dude, I'm glad we, had, we talked about this, man. We can, we can get through this. <laughs> we can get through this, man. I don't think I knew about that one, so I'm glad that you said it. All right. What's something you think I should change about myself? If you say so, pick my nose, I swear to God. <laughs> so something I think that you need to change about you? Yep. No fat jokes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, No fat jokes, dude. I'm, I'm limited here at what I can do then. All right. So I think that you need to have more patience for slow learners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You need more patience for slow learners. <laughs> or people who have di different learning styles than you. Okay. 
This is funny. I can't wait this, for you to answer this. This really only applies to you because I know you and you're so frustrating to try to teach things to because you'll try to interrupt me and tell me how I need to teach you things. But all right. No, you know what? Fine. I'll back off. All right. I'm doing it. All right. You, you don't even me? know what I'm referring to. You don't even, you don't even know. It's you and fucking technology, man. This guy does not get technology, so I have to train him on things. It's so fucking frustrating. All right. Um, uh, so what's something I would change about you? Um, well, so now I get two things are going to change about me? What? You pick something you're going to change about me. I have not picked something I'm going to change about you. Dude, you pretty much just mentioned technology. <laughs> no, that was me talking about me teaching you something. You you are what is wrong with you today? You are all over the place. Jeez. What's something I think that you should change? Yeah, so now Brandon's doing two. <laughs> um Let's see here. Oh man. What's it gonna be? Let's let's see. I think that you should change your um Your your narrative on how productive you are. <laughs> oh my god, dude! This guy, I listened to a podcast episode that he did with Winebox Poppy. I don't know if you guys remember uh, him on our show, uh, Mark Karski, the Mark Karski podcast. <laughs> and Stephen went through his schedule, and he's just he's never doing anything unproductive. <laughs> even though I talked to this guy on the phone for hours upon hours, he's like, "Oh, I'm always following accounts." <laughs> <laughs> so just that narrative I change about you <laughs> Dude What's funny about that Is that You're wrong <laughs> Alright So the one thing you chose You're not even right about it So Alright A guilty pleasure <laughs> song of yours Ooh dude There's a lot Um Oh You have to sing it too <laughs> Definitely girls just want to have fun Oh hell yeah <laughs> Dude, let's hear. It. I mean, that's a good one. Let's hear. It. Whoa, whoa, let's hear whoa! whoa. I didn't, I didn't know this was turning into karaoke all of a sudden. <laughs> Dude, I don't want to push you through that editing of trying to make that better. You put, you put me on auto tune. <laughs> it actually sounds incredible. This this episode goes viral because of that one verse. People put it into like their own song. They do remixes of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually. That's actually how I make it in this world. I, just, I receive all these royalties for... <laughs> You've been working really hard on other stuff, but this is the way that you you get big because I Dude, I haven't, I've, I haven't been working nearly as hard as I say I've been working hard. Yeah, that's true. That's one thing I've, <laughs> I've changed about you. I've just been on the phone with Brandon this whole time. <laughs> 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 all right, a guilty pleasure song of mine is uh, T-Shirt by Chantel. Do you know that song? I don't think so. It sounds terrible, though. Nothing but your T-shirt on. <laughs> it's so good, dude. All right. Yeah, I don't know that. So- I don't know that one. We'll have to uh, listen to that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one of this segment. Um, this segment's killing it, dude. <laughs> dude, did your mom ever, quote unquote, walk in on you? Not that I'm aware of. Dude. I swear on my life. Mom, call into the podcast. 513-427-EMG5. Leave us a voicemail for us to play on the the air about the time that you walked in on Steven. 
Yeah, I'm not aware of this. So if it's happened, I don't know about it. Maybe he got swept under the rug. <laughs> Dude, you need to talk to her about it, man. You need to you need to bring this up. This, this, okay, this is the one thing that's okay if it got swept <laughs> under the we rug. Found, we found a scenario, dude. <laughs> this would be it, actually. Yeah, no, we got it now. Hell yeah. Problem solved. Problem freaking solved. <laughs> what, uh, what about you? As far as I know, I've never heard this story. No, but there actually is a funny story about me and a former girlfriend, her mom walking in on us. Oh, you hate that. Dude, <laughs> she was being aggressive, all right? This wasn't me. I didn't instigate. She was all over me, you know, like most women are. And I'm just like, babe, babe, calm down, all right? <laughs> we were in the basement. Uh, she takes her shirt off. And then the mom walks <laughs> through the door, opens the door, walks through it. My girlfriend drops to the floor underneath. They had like this this footrest in front of their couch. It was a really big footrest. So her mom couldn't see her. And her mom's like, what were you guys doing? And I'm, and I'm just sitting there, freaking half chubbed. <laughs> and I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, my girlfriend at the time starts laughing. And then the mom's like, all right, well, I just wanted to say blah, blah, blah. And then my girlfriend freaking sits up. So her mom can obviously see that she doesn't have a shirt on. So we got caught. If she went to set up, we would have gotten away with it. Oh, my. Dude, it's like Scooby-Doo, dude. If it wasn't for those meddling kids. Yeah, if it wasn't for those meddling <laughs> kids, dude. <laughs> Only it's parents. Pissing me off, dude. And that was lifting our rugs. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for that segment. That was sponsored by... Dude. Uh, Mega bus. Dude, I think we gotta run, we gotta run the names of these segments. <laughs> Something sounds sexual about lifting our rugs. Lifting our rugs. <laughs> it didn't once occur to you that something about this name might be. Dude, a little goofy. This name is freaking dope. What are you talking about? <laughs> now, now you're right. It's just it's too sick. It's too sick. That's the problem. That's the problem. All right, now that we've enjoyed that, I'm glad we... That was my favorite segment in a while. It was good stuff. Good stuff. That was definitely good stuff. Uh, so, if you were going to do some uh, detective work, how can you tell if someone's sweeping things under the rug? Is it something in their eyes, their hair, <laughs> their text messages? What do you see? Uh, this can be difficult. I think a lot of times it'll, it'll be dependent on how well you know the person. Um, you know, if you've been in a relationship with somebody for a while, you typically have a, have a good sense that maybe something's going on. But again, uh, even if just like their body language, the way that they're talking to you, you know, the, the, um, the stereotypical, uh, what's wrong? Nothing. Okay. There's obviously something wrong. No, nothing's wrong. And then five hours later you find out about what's wrong. But I think there is a certain aspect of, you just kind of, if you are actually present in a relationship or a friendship, you know, whatever the case may be, and you're paying attention to somebody's uh, body language and, and how exactly they're communicating with you, you can typically pick up on some different uh, cues that tell you, all right, something's something's amiss here, something's going on, and maybe I, I should pry a little bit, or maybe I should back off and let them come to me, you know, we'll, we'll see how this shakes out. What about you? Do you have any signs that you pick up on well i tend to put on my spectacles 
right, maybe, do maybe we should end this segment at the end because now it's going to be tough to get Steven back in a serious, serious <laughs> I do a, a thorough DNA analysis. Look for some extra chromosomes of... I don't know. I don't even know enough about this. Look for to make some sure extra that. chromosomes? What? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> no, you know what I do? I do that thing that you see on cartoons where they're like, there's blobs. <laughs> there's drawing blobs. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what do you see here? You know what I'm talking about? Talk about the, you know the, the Rorschach test? Dude, I have no idea, but like... The ink blots? I, I want to say, say there's like an episode of Doug where there's just like ink blots and it's like, what do you see here? This is what I do. <laughs> That's how you find out if someone's sweeping things under the rug. Yeah, right. pretty much. Let's pretty move much. on to the next one because it's obvious that we're not going to get a straight answer from Stephen. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. <laughs> so, I, I take it you, don't, you didn't like that. It wasn't, it wasn't one of my favorite responses of yours. I'll just say that. I've definitely Dude. had more appe- You've had more appealing responses. Dude, we're sweeping this one under the rug. <laughs> See, you built up that rapport with me. I'm just going to let this one slide. Dude, we're sweeping under the rug. Let's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Do I need to take over hosting this? <laughs> you read the next question. Okay. All right. Is there? <laughs> I'm like actually crying. All right, oh, man, dude. All right, all right. <laughs> Listen, in a situation where somebody starts sweeping things under the rug and you you catch them doing this, or this is a tendency that they have, what is your strategy to confront, quote unquote, confront them on this? Do you have a strategy? Should I answer first? Um, Well, here's what I would say. (laughs) I can't stop laughing. All right, come on, deep breaths. In In through the nose, out through the mouth. Oh, man, dude. All right, I'm coming back to Earth. Bring them back. So. <laughs> you read the question. All right. You want me to answer it first, too? Or you... Dude, you can, you can answer it, too. Okay. So, <laughs> in this scenario, the strategy, I would say, is uh, somebody who's sweeping things under the rug, there's obviously some reluctance here going on. Whether it's they absolutely do not want to talk about this thing or they're just having a hard time getting it out. So I think that there needs to be a level of patience and understanding uh, when it comes to confronting the person on it. We don't mean confrontation in the sense of like this aggressive, like what the hell is going on? Tell me what's happening. I think there needs to be an easing into it. Just like, look, you know, I'm here for you. If there's something that's bothering you, I want to talk about it. I want to have an honest conversation with it. Whenever you're ready to, to come to me, I, I'm going to be here for you. That well, way- I, I, I was just going to say, I think it's kind of like what I talked about earlier, where I feel like it's, it's the good thing to do is make that person feel really, really comfortable or as comfortable as you possibly can. Yeah, because this, the thing about facing things is a lot of times that initial 
confrontation can be very scary. It's difficult to get yourself to do that. So if you do everything in your power to say, hey, I'm going to be here to talk about things, um, I think it's it puts the ball in their court a little more to be able to feel comfortable enough to do it. And it will. I will say, too, really quick, just personally, I think this is something that I need to work on because I think I, I might be good at this initially, but I think sometimes when you swept up in the emotion of things, I, I know that I can be very testy and I probably make it hard for people to, to bring things up because I might snap at them or have a, a difficult time like taking constructive criticism at first. Like I'll typically come around to it and think about it later on, but that initial response in me can sometimes be one that's negative. So that's tough. Well, what you definitely want to do is eliminate the, emotional side of it so anything that you can do to get to like a more logical point where you're removed from feeling extremely angry or just like abrasive towards that person like taking a step back and then finding a way to approach it in a manner that actually will work for that person because as we've talked about everybody handles this stuff so incredibly different so my strategy has always been take out the emotion pretty much with any decision like I've mentioned recently something that I do now when I have big decisions to make or I have something I'm feeling very emotional about is I definitely don't respond to anything right away I take a step back I sort of think about it for a little bit then I write my thoughts on it and then I sleep on it and then I read over my thoughts again because you got to do as much as you can before you make any of these big decisions and the last thing you want to do is go into a a confrontational situation and not have a plan for if you start getting like a little bit emotional like you forget what your actual thoughts are when the emotions taken out what your logical thoughts are so you have to you you have to deal with this stuff like very calculated because you can see when you confront people like this this is make or break relationships a lot of times if you confront someone in the wrong manner like that can be the end of that relationship with someone now hopefully it's not but depending on the rapport you have with someone, like this could be the end. So if you don't go with the strategy, like you're doing yourself a huge disservice. So Yeah. Well yeah. I, this is kind of a, a simple thing, but I think this is worth mentioning. I would also say a, a strategy towards this is to not do this over like text. Don't don't try to have a, a legitimate serious conversation uh, that's not like with that person and mm-hmm. uh you know where you can look them in the eyes and, and be present with them so i think a lot of times when we're texting we can be so disconnected from the actual situation and i hate it yeah <laughs> i really do hate it. it's like the worst kind of way to be right. to confront something now sometimes i think there's a value in written words over spoken emotions because sometimes you're able to articulate things better when you've got more time to like write it out in a more concise manner. So I think there was something to be said about writing, um, well, I'm especially for writing, emotional people. But I think that, w- like, I do like the exercise that you perform where you'll, you'll like write down your thoughts and like think through it that way. But I think when it comes to actually having that conversation, uh, maybe having that as a preparation method rather than that's how you actually communicate with them. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I lean towards because I feel like you have so much more like real um, I guess connection with the person when you're like face to face or talking to them rather than 
I'm going to send this over text and then they're going to read it however they read it rather than them being able to look at my body language or or see me look look at them or hear what I actually the way that I say this so that that's kind of my thought agreed well why do you think facing things is better than sweeping them under the rug now we've kind of touched on this uh, pretty much throughout the entire episode but to, to mm. kind of sum it up I would just say that I think when you face things, you have a better chance of finding that resolution um, that leads to a more sustainable future, whether it be with a person or just with your own personal health. Uh, when you sweep things under the rug, it can linger uh, underneath you know, whatever you might bury it under, um, but it also can bleed into your relationship with that direct person or other relationships or other things in your life. So. Yeah, I mean, I think I can pretty shortly summarize it by just it's it's the fastest way to get towards a better future to get to to progress and not hold yourself back. Like you might take a few steps backwards, but ultimately you're going to get to where you want to go quicker in any situation. And I do think that people have an appreciation a lot of times for people who don't sweep things under the rug and actually are very upfront about things like you. You build some really good relationships with people when you can have that type of a dialogue. Like, it, it might be scary, but in the end, it's like the more of those moments you have with someone, the more it's just easier to, like, have a really deep relationship with someone. And I think you just you can't forget that part of it. Like, once you've, you've broke down those barriers and you're able to talk about this kind of stuff, it's like, okay, well, here's some things I struggle with, and you might be able to find some things that you guys connect with. So I just... I don't really see too much bad in just going after things and just facing them and, and not do not just sweeping them under the rug. I don't know. I, I feel like we've talked about that a lot throughout this episode, but there's a good reason why we wanted to do this topic. Yeah, absolutely. What would be your advice to someone who wants to stop sweeping things under the rug? Because I know I've got some thoughts on this. Yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is if you – I think for any sort of uh, desire to change behavior – uh, you have to have that self-awareness. So if you are a person who knows that this is an issue of yours, I think the best thing that you can do is with the people that this might impact, the people that are in your life that you interact with, I think if you are upfront and say, hey, this is something I struggle with. Uh, I know that it's not ideal. It's something that I'd like to change about myself, but you might need to work with me a little bit on this. You know, Maybe call me on it when I'm doing it or just be patient with me if it's happening. I am working on this, but it's something that I struggle with. Because uh, if you are if you act like, I've had relationships where people are like, oh yeah, we're gonna be so good at communicating. Like I'm gonna tell you everything that I'm feeling. And then I find out <laughs> later on down the road that this might be one of the worst people I've ever <laughs> met when it comes to things under the rug. That's super frustrating because you're sold a bill of goods that now you're not prepared for. Now it's like a, 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 a double whammy because not only were you expecting the communication and now you're not getting it, but um, you're also not getting it. So you can't like work on things. So I would say that. And then number two is also be patient with yourself like that. If you're a person that has a really hard time confronting things, that's going to be a big change. That's going to be a tough thing to, to start doing. So, you know, think of it as baby steps. I think in a lot of things that we talk about with making changes, you know, just, Maybe maybe things that aren't a big deal. Maybe that's what you start with, kind of not sweeping under the rug. And you, you just get in the habit of, oh, I'm, I'm not going to just invalidate this. I'm going to 
be present with this stuff and bring it up and then maybe slowly but surely you can start taking the more serious things and, and bringing them up so yeah I'll, I'll stop there you, you can go my advice is well first off look at a lot of the, first off listen to this episode because I think if you listen to this episode you're gonna understand why we're saying this stuff after that after you listen to episode 71 then I'm gonna tell you that my advice is if you're trying to in, improve upon yourself which everyone's trying to improve upon themselves try to figure out why you sweep things under the rug so figure out like try to get to the root cause of why you, is it just you're afraid of rejection is it that you're afraid of what other people think of you figure out like what the core root of why you're sweeping things under the rug this might involve some real self-awareness some real looking in the mirror and actually realizing that there's something about you that may not be optimal um and i feel like once you've established why you're brushing things under the rug from there you can actually make as Brandon said those gradual steps where there's a situation where you're like a little bit worried about something for whatever reason and you just address it immediately and you'll notice that in the end you'll actually have less anxiety because you'll spend less time in that anxious state because until every until something is addressed you're going to just live within this very anxious state of mind and it's going to suck like your day to day but then as, as soon as you address it like there might be some repercussions that suck but ultimately it's going to subside way quicker than all that buildup that you've had. And the faster you do it, the less bad it's going to be. So in the end, you're going to save yourself the anxiety. Here's one thing I'll say, too, because I, I just thought of a specific example of a friend of mine who's dealing with something uh, kind of in this realm. Um, and, and it's the fact that this person has interactions with somebody who's very dismissive of their thoughts and opinions um, and kind of just really disrespectful to how they ever feel about things or their ideas and all this stuff. And so it kind of builds this relationship where my friend doesn't want to say anything because every time they even say anything in general, this person dismisses it. And what, what my argument to that is you bring it to the table. You say, Hey, this is, this is how, you are acting with me and how it's making me feel. And if this person turns it around on you and says, oh, you're being ridiculous, whatever, you point it out. You see, you, you stop them and say, see, right here, I'm trying to have an honest, respectful conversation with you and you are dismissing my point of view. So this, the reason I bring that up is because we can sometimes get caught in these cycles of, well, I'm not going to bring things up because this person doesn't listen to it. Well, that is on them, and you can put it on them in the conversation. But I don't think it's good for you to keep sweeping things on the rug just because this person has a tough time facing it. Bring it up to them, and then when they try to flip it back on you, just turn around and say, see, right now, you're not letting me bring this up. You're dismissing my thoughts, which is exactly my point. So I just I just wanted to bring up that scenario because I think that's very applicable to you know what's happening, what what we're talking about today. Well, I like the idea of using like a specific situation where it's happening in the moment and then mentioning it there. I think that's actually like that's good. That's bold. Just to be like, no, 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 you're doing it right here. Right. I can't think of it. I can't think of you. Actually, you've done this to me before. Yeah, I think there's been a time where I was doing something that you had pointed out. Like, no, you always do this. And then where I've, I've done it again, and you're like, no, look, you're doing it right now. Like, you've, like, pointed out that I was doing it again. And the first, well, the first like, couple times you did that, I was like, whoa, all right. It seems a bit bold, but now I'm just like, eh, I think it's actually helpful. Yeah. 
Well, like and, and that's that's an example of also, I think we have a healthy relationship where we mm-hmm. can confront each other on those things. And it'd be one thing if you took that stuff and was like, this is bold, fuck this guy, I'm done. That would yeah. mean that we're probably not going to be very good friends because we're not able to have that. But if it's someone that you're actually going to be able to have a sustainable relationship or friendship with, you have to be comfortable with, with making those statements or bringing that up and then working together. Because ultimately it is to, to progress your relationship or to, to uh, help each other grow. You know, it's not a, a selfish thing. It's, it's look, I, we have a dysfunction here, and I want to fix this dysfunction because it's bugging me. So let's bring it up, you know? So. Agreed. Um, anything else on this topic that you think we haven't covered? No, I feel pretty good. This is a really fun episode. I like this a me lot. Me too. Oh, yeah. We all know Especially that you liked it. <laughs> Dude. Oh, man. That laughing bit. That was That's probably my worst laughing bit ever during a recording. That's saying a lot. That was a little rough, but, you know, I'm glad we made it here. (laughs) On that subject matter, we haven't really filled people in on our lives recently, which I think we should do because although a lot of people might keep up with us on our social media accounts, I I do think that right now there's quite a bit going on. So, Brandon, why don't you uh, fill people in a little bit on your life? Yeah, so there's there's a couple things that are kind of in the works here. Well, number one, I hit 10K followers on Instagram, which is pretty darn cool. That Hell yeah, dude. It, swipe up. Swipe up. Yeah, <laughs> I get that feature now. Um, and I actually, on my Instagram profile, instead of being a musician, I am now listed as a digital creator, which is Ooh, pretty cool. fancy. Which is something I kind of want to bring up because uh, one of the things that Steven and I have kind of talked about in cultivating uh, you know, our, our creative endeavors and whatnot is you know, what are we going to do? Like what, what's going to be our stuff? So for, for just telling you guys what to expect, I guess, from me, if you pay attention to me aside from the podcast, uh, my Instagram and Twitter handle is now Brandon J Flippin. My Twitch will be Brandon J Flippin. Eventually I, and I have to wait two months to be able to switch it. Um, I am at 45 subscribers on YouTube, so I can't put my name as Brandon J Flippin on YouTube yet. But if you just search Brandon Flippin, you can find me. On all of these areas, you're going to see music stuff from me. For instance, today, the day that we're recording the podcast, it's a Saturday. I just released my cover of Fix You by Coldplay. So if you want to check that out, you can either go to my Instagram page. I have an IGTV post that has the full cover. Or you can go to my YouTube page uh, and, and watch it there. So you'll see stuff like that. You'll also see stuff like the video I released last week, which has Steven in it. And it's, oh, yeah. it's a mockumentary. It's uh, a funny video, basically, where uh, the idea is, uh, for those of you who know me, I have put on a significant amount of weight. Not as much weight as I act like I put on in the <laughs> video, but I have put on weight. And so we thought a funny idea would be is if I, for this video, the premise behind me putting weight was because we were going to do a YouTube video together and I wanted to get in character and my character was supposedly overweight so uh, that's it's tough to explain it fully but you can go to my youtube page you can watch stuff like that so there'll be skit videos mockumentary videos music stuff there's going to be a bunch of different kind of digital uh a a bunch of content creation going on um and then i'm also done with school so this stuff is going to be a lot more consistent you can expect that from me because that's going to be a priority of mine so that's about it. Um, follow me on Instagram, Brandon J. Flippin. 
uh, YouTube page. You can just search Brandon Flippin. Subscribe, comment, like. Let me know that you're there so that I can say what's up. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and thanks for stopping by my page. But uh, now, what about you? What's been going on with you? Yeah, so a lot of changes going on for me, too. So I, I can't remember if I mentioned this, but I think I did, that I got a 1,000 subscribers and monetized on YouTube. I think I, I think I probably mentioned that on the last podcast episode. But um, in addition to that, because of this new milestone, I now am moving the majority of my live streams over to YouTube. So what that means is that now... Uh, like I've done a lot of Instagram live streams in the past and I'm still going to do those on occasion too. Um, but more of my live streams are going to be on YouTube and it's really fun because I can also save these back, which is cool. Um, we can also do things with like you can donate money during the stream yep. and then I haven't figured out what to do with that yet, but it's just like a cool addition to like what, what ridiculous incorporation can we do? Like I'll give you $5 if you do this. Like, I don't know. It could be dangerous. I gotta be careful <laughs> on what, uh, what I establish, I'm going to do there, but I, it, it's just kind of a, a cool new thing. And it's just, it's really fun going live on my phone because the quality is so much better and it's just way easier. So I'm happy about that. Um, in addition to that, I've just had a lot of YouTube videos I've been releasing recently. I'm, I'm now doing one YouTube video a week about Chicago and then at least a couple of live streams on my channel. And then in a perfect world, I would release two YouTube videos a week, other than just the live ones, too. But, you know, I'm going to have to work my way. It's kind of a gradual thing. I'm working my way up to it. Um, but it's been it's been kind of cool. So that's that's about it. So if you haven't checked out my uh, most recent videos, check it out, at Stephen Russell B. It's pretty cool, the momentum I've been picking up recently. When I was in Minnesota, I think I got on the plane at, like, 700 and... 30 subscribers maybe and now i'm at over 1100 and that was just last month so it's pretty cool it's pretty cool if you, if you haven't checked out steven's uh like journey to a thousand subscribers video on youtube i highly recommend it it's there's there's a lot of emotion behind it because i know steven's journey for those of you who have been following the podcast you probably know a bit of steven's journey as well to this to this benchmark and it is just a checkpoint like we talk about a lot of times but it's a cool checkpoint to get to and and it's it's pretty sweet and um yeah so i just i just wanted to mention that if you guys haven't yet check it out yeah i'll i'll add one thing on that just because so that video i my whole goal from that video was like i'm not trying to get across like oh this is a big deal like you know plenty of people hit a thousand subscribers that wasn't the big deal in it it was just i wanted to like people to understand how much happened between me making that first video and me getting to 1000 like there was over five and a half years in between the two of them there was i lived in four different states i changed career paths uh like there was just so much that went into it went through breakups went through a lot to get to that point but the underlying theme in it was i've always believed in myself and in my passions and even when things weren't going well I like kept going like kept pushing through it because the ultimate thing is I believe in what I'm doing here and I don't care about the numbers and I know the numbers will get there at some point but just just basically to show you like I didn't get 2,000 overnight like it couldn't have been any slower like biggest failure you will ever see on YouTube compared to what I felt my ceiling was and now I'm starting to see just a little bit of it and I will not lie, well, the first time I actually saw that video in its entirety that I put it together, I almost shed a tear. Just because 
of like I mean it's it's pretty much just five and a half years of my life and remembering all these like little moments in between. So yeah, it was just it it, it was a good feeling to watch it through. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing I will mention too is if you are not subscribed to the Everything Must Go podcast YouTube channel, please do so. So the, uh, a thing that we have now <laughs> yeah, started doing <laughs> is we are making highlight videos for each of our episodes. So as of right now, there's a new video that's going to be posted every single day on that YouTube channel. So if you're like, you know, I'm not sure I want to listen to episode 71 sweeping things under the rug. Well, guess what? You're in luck because we're going to release at least two highlight videos from this episode. <laughs> we could do one of just me laughing. Yeah. No Dude, that went on for so long. <laughs> so we'll release these highlight videos and then you can be like, you know, I wasn't really interested in that topic. But after hearing that highlight, I kind of want to know what got them to that point or what's going to happen afterwards. Now I'll listen to the whole episode. So subscribe to that, that channel. Um, we're putting a lot of work into that. It's really cool to have these highlights so you can see bits and pieces. I definitely want to incorporate those into some like year in oh, review yeah. thing when, we, when it comes oh, down yeah. to it. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there as well. Oh, yeah. So only other thing here. Anything, uh, any recommendations? You know, honestly, whoa, I just dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I recommend getting eight hours of sleep a night. Dude, is, are you me? <laughs> this is a me recommendation. <laughs> I recommend you eat a well-balanced breakfast. <laughs> um, no, let's see, what, I, what do I recommend? Well, I saw, I saw It too. Uh, that was pretty good. So don't, I don't tell me anything about it. I'm going to watch it one. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. I'm just uh, making sure. Uh, oh, Pennywise the Clown is in it. Dude, what the fuck? Oh, dude. Um, yeah, it, it too is pretty good. I saw that. So if you're into those kind of movies, uh, I would Well, now I know he lives. Great. Actually, don't, don't tell me anything, actually. Don't say anything. Wait, what? Now I don't you know. know he lives. Cause it, no, I, he lives, right? Because it's like, there's a second one. Don't, don't even, don't tell me anything. <laughs> just, just move on. Wait, the movie's <laughs> out, so obviously you know that, that he lived. Yeah, I don't, just. Whatever. All right, that's, that's my only recommendation. Go ahead. What's, what's yours? Oh, um, it's a good one. So, <laughs> uh, what, have I, what have I been watching lately? <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, okay, I do I do actually have, for anyone who is a, a fan of metal and like metalcore, I've been listening to the album Holy Hell by Architects. It has been, like, my favorite album I've listened to in a while, and I've actually criticized this band a little bit in some of my prior live streams for sounding kind of the same on every single album. And this album isn't really a huge departure, but it's, like, the best version of what they've done. Like, it's the most honed in. I've been listening to this all the time. I listen to it, like, at at the gym when I'm just like cleaning around the apartment. It's like it's, I and I absolutely love just getting like really into an album, like just going track by track. It, you know, an album is good when you can't decide what your favorite song is, like when you're kind of bouncing around between them. So yeah, I've been listening to that a lot, dude. And then people are not giving enough credit to Death of the Mind. I'll just say that right now, dude. People are sleeping on that song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. Uh, I will admit, I've been watching, I hate to recommend this, but the Impulsive Podcast with Logan Paul, I've actually been watching it quite a bit recently, and I feel like uh, it's, I, I need to own up to it, because I've, I've been watching it. The, he gets really good guests on there, and 
it's just so ridiculous. And it's kind of, it's admittedly kind of cool to see that Logan Paul has a different side to him, that he's not just this complete annoying person. That's it. I also recommend uh, the song Wonderwall by Oasis. <laughs> Dude, that would be a me recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've kind of realized that when I get into music, it's like 15 years late. Yeah. He's always <laughs> really late shows. to the party. <laughs> What <laughs> didn't you say that you, you like started liking Eminem in 2013 or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's only kind of a joke. It's like there's definitely some truth. To it. <laughs> oh my lanta! <laughs> All right, well that's, that's good though. Next week, we're pretty excited about this. So if you listen to episode 62 of the Everything Must Go podcast, it was our first volume of the advice episode. Well. We're rolling it out for episode 72, Advice Episode Volume 2. So if uh, you have anything that you're dealing with in your life or that you just want to talk about, we're going to have on our social media for this this week, we'll post if you need any advice on something to send it in to us, and then we will do an advice episode next week. So I'm really looking forward to that because we love – getting your guys's incorporation into the uh, podcast so yeah the last one was really fun so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting again yes it will okay well thank you guys so much if you made it this far into the podcast for those of you that are here on um on the live thank you so much for for watching and listening and uh if you want to send any questions uh, you can email us, emgpod at gmail.com, especially for this advice episode next week. Uh, you can definitely send something through to that. Or you can call us, 513-427-EMG5. Just for the sake of having as many avenues as possible, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter, at Brandon J. Flippin. You can follow Stephen, at Stephen Russell B. on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, send us those thoughts, those questions, those comments. And then, uh, yep, again, next week is going to be that advice episode. Subscribe to the Everything Must Go podcast YouTube channel or uh, also follow us on any of your favorite podcast apps so you get notifications when we release new episodes. Other than that, we will talk to you next week. Take it easy. Gosh, you're the worst. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs>